You're listening to the Mobcast Network. There's a podcast network. It is a network not only of sports and culture, but of anything you can fathom. And it lies between man's desire to imagine and his want for laughter. It is a network which we call the Mopcast Network. For the past year, the Mopcast Network has been bringing you weekly podcasts for all the commentary on movies, music, sports, recent events, and more. The Mopcast Network. Celebrate fandom. Welcome to Fandomonium. I'm your host, Elaine Abdella, and today's special guest is... Caitlin Stacy. Sometimes people call me Cat. I never call her Cat. She calls me Roxas. Yeah, she's my Roxas. If you hear some weird sounds in the background, that's my dog. She's uh, locked up in my room, and she's complaining. Um, I just wanted to point that out because I just heard her. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know if the mics are, are picking that up or not. Um, but anyway... So, my guest today is Caitlin. I might call her Roxas. I don't know. It's what I... Shit happened, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, and today's topics are kind of, you know, there's video games and there's books and, and there's hobbies and some people would say that video games are hobbies. Whatever. Um, we have The Last of Us, which a lot of people know and love. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, we have Journey which I don't think it's as popular as it should be, but yeah. it's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, not up there with The Last of Us, I don't think. No. But, uh, so The Last of Us journey, horseback riding, because Caitlin's been doing that for... Years. Yeah. 15 years, actually. Yeehaw. <laughs> my dog. My dog is just being crazy. Um, I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, and then books, because Caitlin reads a lot, mm-hmm. so she has lots of books to uh, share with us, so maybe you'll get some recommendations if you read. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, to start things off, The Last of Us. What do you oh. want to talk about? For I guess we could, if anybody out there has not seen, or seen, well, it's kind of <laughs> like a movie. It really is. Um, if anybody out there has not played The Last of Us, you're seriously missing out um it's probably one of the best games i've played at least in the last couple years yeah same here it's just the story is like crazy compelling like is that even a word yeah compelling dog zoe says hello ignore that she loves you guys she wants to do the podcast too because you can't tell how much she loves the last of us but she's like she's banned from this conversation i'm sorry (laughs) but (laughs) yeah she's really into it (laughs) But anyway, it's like, um, the story is just amazingly captivating, and it's just one of those games that, like, locks you in from the first moment you start playing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I loved the most about it when I started playing it, was that it was something so different than what we're used to. You know, we're used to, like, the aggravating tales of Mario and Luigi that I think everyone has cussed at every level. Where all you know is you gotta save that stupid princess, and she can't even save herself. I mean, I'm just telling you, but like, well, you know, that's women can't save themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, but Ellie <laughs> proves us wrong in that one, which yes. is also pretty awesome. But mm-hmm. um, Ellie is a badass. I mean, not only the story, though, but the gameplay is really dynamic compared to any, like, I don't know. It was just so different for me personally, but, I mean, what do you think about the gameplay? Um, It was different from anything that I had played, because um, I'm used to, like, pretty linear, well, that was, it's linear, too, but, like, Final Fantasy. Yeah. And Kingdom Hearts. And occasionally a first-person shooter. So it's like I, I wasn't used to how it how it works. And also... Like like the choice between, like, stealth and, like... Um, I don't want to say, like, active combat, but kind of, like, open conflict. Right. Well, there's stealth and then there's, like, just... Screw you, I'm going to fucking run through here. And yeah, there's that, there's that, too. <laughs> there's been a lot of those. I know... For me personally, like I would play, um, and my friend would be over, and he'd he'd yell at me because I wasn't using my guns, and I was like, "Fuck using my guns!" And I was just like <laughs> almost strictly melee throughout the whole game. Oh yeah, because I, I just couldn't. The gun was too stressful for me. It really was no, like the, I totally agree. Like the first time I played, because where the where you can, if any of you haven't played The Last of Us, um. Upgrading your weapons is actually extremely difficult. You have to find little gears throughout the game and then find a workshop table. And I think there's only, like, what, about four or five? What? There's not the... Well, it's some, I'm probably way off, but, like, there's only that many. Like, there's only so many that you can find, so you have to choose what to update. And it's only when you get certain levels you can update, like, your weapon sway and stuff. And, you know, I found it hard, too, when I first played, and my weapon sway was so bad. And if anybody... Knows me at all. I have the worst aim in history. There can be a target right in front of my face and I'll miss it every single time. I can't tell you how many bullets I wasted on an infected that ran on top of me. And then, like, I mean, but if it's a teeny tiny dot, I'm going to pick it off instantly. But anyway, but it's like, yeah, I mean, and you're scared, especially when you have things run up on you. You're like, fuck this. I'm going to get a bat and I'm going to beat the shit out of you till you die. That's that's my go-to. I did, did, yeah. That's still my go-to. I mean, there, there's... That are a Molotov. Yeah, those are nice. Did you guys know that you can mix alcohol with a beer bottle and apparently a piece of cloth and that makes a Molotov? You just light it on fire, bam. Don't, that's... A, Disclaimer, don't do that in your house. Yeah. Oh, definitely idea. don't do that in your house. If there's any children listening to this... Yeah, yeah, don't, no. Don't do that. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Um, but yeah, I, and, and I think another thing that is really, really great about the game is the characters. Oh I my mean, God. whoever wrote this game and created the characters did such an amazing job. I mean... What's amazing, yeah, Neil Druckmann, when he was writing it, was just like, I've never seen so many complex characters, but they're all important. Like, you don't feel like any of them are minor characters. Mm-hmm. Even someone like Tess in the very beginning. Yeah. Like, at first, you know, people think, you know, she's kind of a, you know, you think she would be kind of a write-off since she's only in the first part of the Boston area. Spoiler alert. But, um... <laughs> She is, like, such a dynamic and fantastic character, even for just a short amount of time that you get to play her. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, wow. Just wow. And even the character in the beginning, Sarah. Oh. No, Sarah. I really liked Sarah. I fucking love Sarah. (laughs) She She breaks my heart. She is adorable. Like, she's literally, uh, I love the feels it gives me when she's with Joel. Yeah. 
Oh. It is adorable. And man, I I like games that that screw with your emotions like that in the beginning. Like that's like what? 15 minutes into the game yeah, and, and she it dies. Yeah, your emotions hard. Yeah. Like, there there are I, I will put a uh, disclaimer in, in the beginning of this, you know, spoilers all throughout. Oh yeah. Spoilers. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> we'll do a lot of that. Um but yeah, I mean the characters, the story, everything. I, I What was your favorite season out of all of them? Like the best to play or the most emotional? The best to play. <laughs> Cuz we oh all know God. what the most emotional uh, is. Everything. But I mean because Obviously, I'm a horseback rider. I'm going to say, I think it will, oh, shit. Fall? Autumn? Is that what they call it? I think autumn or fall. fall. Yeah. The fall season, the fall one, whichever one that one is, like, that one is, Where like, you travel to the hospital or whatever, yes, and you're on the horse. It's awesome. Yes, I loved my horse. <laughs> and then Bastard, I'll get on that later. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but the most emotional for me was winter. That's when you play Ellie, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, like... I remember when I first played it. I don't know the scene with David. Like, oh no! When you first, what, what did you think when you first met David? I, I don't know because I was like, you kind of sound like somebody that I shouldn't trust, but you're you're being kind of nice. So I just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was really I, I wasn't sure what to think of him. I wasn't either because you think about like for the whole time you've played you can't trust anybody yeah and then you meet this guy that's got this real soft spoken voice and fuck you Nolan North because you have like the scariest creeper voice when I've ever I heard. when I found out that was Nolan North I was like oh, no fucking way he's amazing <laughs> like that kudos, voice is perfect yeah, for that character kudos to Nolan North I'll tell you because that scared the shit out of me I had nightmares about that but it's like I've never had a game that literally could make like. Me hyperventilate and like my palms sweat and I get really nervous. Like, oh gosh, ah, that that we're gonna jump all over the place as you can oh, see. We're not so... we're not going. Uh... Yeah, there's no pattern to <laughs> yeah. this. Um, we're just kind of talking about random points in the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the, the 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 part with David um, when you're in what is that building that you're in together? It's like um, it's like a buffet or something yeah, like that, a restaurant or something. I don't yeah. know what it is. It looks like a gigantic ponderosa. Wait, do you guys know what Ponderosa is? People outside of the west of West Virginia might not know. It's a giant. It's a giant golden corral. No, golden corral is bigger than Ponderosa. No. Yeah, Ponderosa. It's a small. little golden corral. Yeah, it's, it's a, a little golden corral. It's a, it's a golden bullpen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know if that was really. I don't know what that place was. Anyway, mm. the um scene when you are seen. I can't because it's like a fucking movie. It I is like a movie. It's like you're just playing a character in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the part when you're when David's coming af- after you and you have to run from him, I don't like being chased. <laughs> I don't like being chased in person. I don't like being chased in video games. I don't like it, and I don't know how many times I died on that scene. Yeah. I, I it scared the hell out of me. Because yeah, not <laughs> only not. like I mean, because it felt like you were being stalked. Yeah, like you were prey and you felt it. And what I think helped was. Um, Gustavo Santo Elia's uh, score, because it's like very low. Like I couldn't quiet. even. I can't even remember music in that scene. No, I was too. <laughs> yeah, because you're so focused, you don't hear it. And right. Yeah, I mean, and David, like, you're like crawling around on this floor, and David like pulls out a machete, and he's like, "It's gonna be all right." Blah blah. blah and you're like, oh, gosh. he has this voice that you feel like you should be able to trust, kind yeah. of. But 
It's really soft and soothing. But it's also creepy sounding. I don't know. It's It's such a weird voice. Nolan North did really good with this because. Oh gosh. But But yeah, I mean, and I think what scared me the most is like where there's broken plates on the floor. And yet, I mean, if you step on them, they're going to hear a crunch and he's like, I hear you. And he like calls up behind you and you're like, uh uh. And you like start running around in circles. Oh God. And let me tell y'all. When you get, if you have never played this, we're going to give you a warning because we didn't have one when this happened to us. So we're going to give you a little bit of, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like an anxiety pill, but we're going to give you some help here. So it's like when you stab him the second time, he gets all creepified and he's like, he growls out this, he says like, run little rabbit, run. And you're like, fuck this. And then he gets down on the ground and that fucker starts crawling. He starts sneaking around. He's the place. crazy. He has Ugh. this this zombie apocalypse thing. Like seriously, fucked him up. Maybe he was fucked up before. I don't know, but he'd be creepo. He has problems, and I don't even know. Like at first, when he was talking to you when you first meet him, you know he helps you out mm-hmm. and he um helps you fight zombies and get out, and um you feel like you can trust him, and then you get captured or whatever, and you're in that like. What is it, like a cage? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I gave a little... That's not funny, but I just thought of what Ellie said when he tried to feed her. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, I could not figure out what his intentions were. Like, because, like, a part of me... Like, there at the end, I don't know. Was he going to rape her? Was he going to do what? I don't know. I could not figure out what his his legit intentions were for Ellie. Well, if... I don't know if you... Do you remember the scene when Joel was, like, interrogating his henchman? Yeah, I think so. He said that... He asked, like, where she was, and he said that Ellie was David's newest pet. So, I kind of took that as, like, a sexual reference, personally, but... Maybe. I mean, it's the way he acted, mm-hmm. especially when he said, you have no idea what, I, what I'm capable of, and he, like... But even that could be just more... I think violent it, like you don't know what he really yeah. is going to do and i guess it's pretty much up to personal interpretation yeah. at that point i felt like he was like a predator like trying to like you know sexually assault her because yeah that's what it made me feel like well, also scary yeah shit. that and, and when she kills him and joel saves her she's like he was going to like he she was i think that's what she thought too like yeah that he was going to assault her like sexually so i think that's that was probably what it was but it's so unclear really of what his intentions yeah and i guess the only vantage point we really have is ours and ellie's and i mean if if i was 14 years old and someone like that said something like that to me that's probably what i'd think i wouldn't even know (laughs) and i guess i didn't see any women around no, see, in his I, camp. No, he talked about his women and children. It's like, oh. yeah, where? I don't see any women. Like, <laughs> I've been in like every abandoned house. At? I've been in every house in this village thing that you were a oh. part of. I've seen no women. Just weird, creepy men. <laughs> and I don't like it. They're all hunting you down. But I'll tell you what, that bow and arrow saved me a lot. Oh, I love the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I'm like, you did. You did. All you did. I used it so much. I like the bow and arrow, and I like. Um, melee weapons the most. I don't like guns. I'm not a gun person. Favorite melee weapon? Go. I don't even... Yeah, like, (laughs) I'm like, oh shit, I've just forgotten all the weapons. I don't know. I think... What? It's been a... I played the game and beat it in three days. So, Mm -hmm. like, it was, like, kind of, like, 
okay, played it. All right. And I just kind of forgot some things. Because <laughs> okay. I, I played it so fast. Uh, you could have like a board, a lead pipe, um, a baseball bat. Was there like a... Um... Then you remember you could tape uh, scissors to it. I didn't do that. There was something I used a lot. I, I might have... Was there like some kind of weird big wrench thing or something? Yeah, lead pipe. That's a lead pipe? Mm-hmm. Whoa, I said that really cheerful. But Why does it look like a wrench? I'm confused. Because it's shaped like a wrench, I guess? Anyway, there's something that I... The, the one thing that I would upgrade a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just... I'd always attach scissors. Shizzers? Wow. Shizzers. It's the shizzers. <laughs> the shizzers will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I'm just like a little kid. And I was like, had my fingers just in the scissor motion. Like I was playing rock, paper, scissors. I was like, I got some shizzers. I'm ready to get you. Shizzers. But yeah, I used to attach scissors to that shit. And I'd be like, ah, y'all are dead. It's weird. I didn't know you could attach scissors. You didn't? No. Oh. I don't know. I don't really care. I I beat the game. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I played it too many times, which is uh, pretty evident. So, what was your favorite? Favorite. um, Like, season to play or favorite emotional I didn't like winter because, not only because it was emotional and and stressful, but uh, because every time, you don't know how long it took me to get that fucking deer or whatever it was. Oh my god. Like... Do you know how long it took me to get that thing? It took me forever to get it the first time. Like, I, I, it made me so mad. I'd be sneaking, and then fucking something happened, and it fucking run. Of course, it's like fucking sticks. I would watch for sticks. I don't even know. And he'd just see me or something, and I'm like, I was getting yeah. so aggravated. It, I almost quit the game for a little bit, because it took me so long. I was like, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. Like, I can kill bloaters. Runners and hunters, but I can't kill bloaters. a damn deer. Fuck the bloaters. Oh. Screw that. The first time you fight one? Mm. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Okay, I have a question. So, I-, I will admit that when I first played it, I played it on easy. because. Oh, really? Yeah, I played mm. it on easy. I never play on easy. Any game I get, I always play on normal. Oh, I'm a wimp, so I start easy. <laughs> well, I didn't know that uh, when you're in the... I think it's the... I think it's still the summer portion of the game Hmm. um when you're in i think it's pittsburgh you gotta go in that hotel or whatever the hotel yeah well okay remember when you get dropped down from that elevator and then you gotta go in that yeah that area (laughs) don't talk about that (laughs) well (laughs) let me tell you something i played it on easy the first time Hmm. there was no fucking bloater in there on easy oh yeah is that the one where you're under under there, and you have to start the generator, and then when yeah, the generator you start starts, the generator. that's when that bloater or whatever comes And you can see the stalkers if you're walking around looking for the key. No. Yeah. Oh, the key. Okay, don't even talk to me about that, because <laughs> I did not realize that there was a fucking key or see, something. I didn't either. I was running from the bloater, <laughs> and I was like, why won't I open this? I was like, why do I need a goddamn key card? There's no fucking electricity. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I started the generator. Well, not even that. Like, I just, I had looked all over the place, and I could have swore I did not run into anything that said pick this up or anything. I was yeah. like, what? I knew that I needed a key card. Because the door wouldn't let you go. But I was like, I don't see anything. I was like, man, I just got Oh, yeah, and then it's like you stumble upon the room that you need yeah. to be in. Yeah, and, you're and like, I, well. just, I just figured I have to kill these fucking zombies before I can do anything. That's what I thought. So I was sitting there trying to do that. And then finally, when I realized, oh, you get a key card. Then get the key card, turn on the generator, and run the fuck out of there. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't give a shit. I'm not fighting you. Yeah, because Big Mama was coming, and Big Mama was going to kill me. 
That was that pissed me off. Yeah, when I didn't realize that Big Mama was there the first time. That's kind of what I've called the bloater because it scared me so bad. I call her Big Mama. <laughs> and I just saw it, and I was like, this wasn't on the easy one. This was not here. <laughs> and then I started running, and I remember I knew where the key card was because I had already played it. This was my third playthrough at the time, and I was like, give me the fucking key card. I ran out of that shit. But then the bloater tried to come through the door, and I was like, hell no. And so I just kept running till the scene changed, and, and it was good. Sometimes you just gotta run. I didn't care for those two bullets. And two oh, bullets man. ain't worth it. I'm telling you. That, Them feels. That that was a really stressful um, part of the game. Kind of like the call it when you're in uh, um, Colorado. I like She keeps mentioning states and I'm like, I Colorado, didn't pay attention to where I was. It's the, it's <laughs> the, the university. Okay. The, where, where you ride the horse to? Yeah. I have I have an air freshener. Oh my god, it just scared the and shit out scared. of me. <laughs> I just thought an infected was in her house. I was kind of panicked. Oh, I have a, a, um, a uh, tone, notification tone on my phone, and it's the clickers. Oh, fuck that. Why would you have that? That's like something out of your nightmares. Can you imagine getting a text message in the middle of the night? Oh, no. Or that little thing. Yeah. No. I can't even do it. <laughs> I need like a Snapple lid or something to be like... <laughs> time oh fuck that why would you do I that know. i just thought it was cool it was the only thing they had from the last of us so i had to get something that from like... the last of us <laughs> i need to take a moment to process this excuse me the first time i i fought clickers though i was like wait so they're kind of hard to like because i screamed and ran in circles <laughs> well you get you get your regular you have your regular ones which are fine and then All if the you're runners. not thinking about it You'll just fucking run with fucking clickers and your shit. And, and they'll, they're blind, right? Yeah. But they they're can fucking hear. Yeah, because they have that fungal shield that grew up over their faces. And, uh, yeah, they, they use echolocation like bats. And they're really freaking creepy. Like, yeah, the runners, though, are so freaking sad sometimes. I have one that was like, please kill me. And I was like, fuck you, man. I will, but I feel so sad for you. Well, there's zombies. What? What is? What was? Um, was that little boy that you meet? Was that Sam? All Sam and Henry? Yeah, Sam and Henry. Which one was the little boy? Uh oh. Sam, I think. Sam's the little boy. We we might be wrong. No, no, Sam's the little boy. Okay. Yeah. That scene. Uh. When you're, <laughs> well, not that scene, okay. but when <laughs> when you're when you're friends with them, because for a little bit you think they left you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Pittsburgh, right? Because um, they just took off. He's like, yeah. Leave yeah. You. Which I probably would have too. You're in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And, and poor and Ellie's just like, what the fuck, Henry? I'm like, fuck you, man. But there's a, there's a lot of good scenes with them. Um, but I don't like it when you're. I don't know when exactly it is, but you're at at some point you're somewhere. Oh wait, it's it's right before. Is it when you're in that weird little town? Yeah, and, and you have that sniper dude. Oh fuck that sniper! Oh my god, that's <laughs> it made a pain me so in the mad. Ass. And then when I finally got up there, I was like, "You fucking did!" I know. I was so ready to kill him. I'm like, "My bat's ready." That took me forever to do. It really did. Oh, I know because it's like if you moved an inch, he'd pick you off. It's like you really had to time it and take your time. Then when you crawled in the houses and the other hunters would come get you, mm -hmm. I was like, man, I already got to deal with this sniper shooting at me and I got to deal with your asses too. He, he He's good though. He was smart. He was up there looking yeah. around and he had his little henchmen coming yeah. around. He he was he was good. Little bastard. We would have totally, if it was real life, I'd be dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I'd have died so many times, it wouldn't even be funny. But yeah, Sam and Henry were our um, brothers, and um, you run into them uh, in Pittsburgh, and you, at first, you think that, you know, they're trying to kill you, and... Um, because, you know, it's, it is a zombie apocalypse. People... Yeah, and, and you think of Joel, who has been seen hell pretty much, and now he's got to protect this girl that he's slowly starting to come become closer to. It's very, very slow. Yeah. And um, you see these two brothers taking care of each other, and <clears throat> Henry says something like, he's like, you know, they're, they're safe, they're safe. He's like, because the hunters don't keep kids with them. Hmm. And I think I think one of the most beautiful things in the world that the last of us does is show small glimpses of humanity in this apocalypse. Like when they're playing darts in the house. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And they're like playing darts and it's like the cutest thing ever. And they're just talking about like normal things, like things kids would talk about. And it's, well, it's also cute. Um, are you sure? I think Henry's the, Henry's the kid. Are you sure? Anyway, yeah. the kid. <laughs> yes, yes, Sam's the kid. Um, Sam's the little boy. Um, Sam, he, they were in some toy store, I think. Yeah. And he wanted um, his brother to, to, to get the, well, he wanted to take the to- a toy. Um, a little toy robot? He's a little toy robot. You know, he's a little boy. Oh, my feels are good. And uh, he's like, no, we, we can't take it. And uh, And you find out later that Ellie took it for him. So she stole it and then kept it to him. And it was really sweet. You know what's really cool? Hmm. You can actually... It took me forever to figure it out, but there's a way you can actually... Because if you watch Ellie, she'll stand by the toy. But if you kind of... If you face Joel a certain way, but you turn your camera a certain way, you can watch her pick it up and put it in her backpack. And it's so adorable. I'm like, go Ellie. (laughs) I loved Ellie's jokes Mm -hmm. that she would tell Sam and everybody. Ellie's a little smartass, too. I love Ellie. She's (laughs) awesome. I think she says fuck more than I ever did when I was that age. I think the first time I cussed was at Crash Team Racing. So, I mean, she's like, she's learning quick. I don't even I used to yell at people when they would cuss because I was like, that's rude. You shouldn't do that. And now I swear like a sailor. (laughs) So, I don't know what happened there. Then I got around her and the next thing I know, my mouth started to. Oh, she's going to blame me. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. No, no. We're bad influences on each other. It's yeah, well, terrible. most people's parents, when I was younger, thought I was a bad influence. I wasn't. I'm still around, though. Yeah, because I taught you right. She and, did. Uh, she you, raised me right. You rebelled against your mother. I did. <laughs> and it's all thanks to her. Um, but that's okay. I'm down with it. So, so we, were all, like we were all kind of like Ellie. <laughs> yeah, we've all been an Ellie. We've all been like, fuck you, man. I didn't ask for this. And like, you know they're in a zombie apocalypse again. She, you think they care wh- how you speak? No, probably not. No. Um, but I think it's cool. Like, you know, like when you can do the optional conversations with Ellie, and like when she walks up to the models' pictures when you're in Pittsburgh, and she's like, "Why are they so skinny?" And he's like, "Well, some people chose not to eat to look good." And she's like, "Well, that's stupid." Yeah. And then it like it really like kind of it's fun. It's so funny, but then it gets you thinking. It's like holy shit, like. You know, that's kind of crazy. Like, little things, and even, like, the jokes, or when she's, um, when she runs off to the ranch house after mm-hmm. Tommy's, and oh, yeah. she finds the journal, and she's like, you know, is this all they had to worry about? Like, it it really makes you kind of just sit back and think, wow, you know, that's what we really focus on? That's kind of crazy, but, right? <laughs> right. Uh, 
pre-apocalypse problems <laughs> <laughs> hashtag pre the last of us <laughs> yeah don't do that i barely use twitter i don't even know what twitter is i i use twitter to promote this lovely podcast and oh. uh well maybe she can teach me how to use twitter because i'm like what's a i know how to write a tweet you should you should follow uh at mop at mopcast network oh sweet like, yes. see then i'm gonna be doing something <laughs> right with my life um but anyway yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry uh <laughs> This um, is a common occurrence with us. We get uh, sidetracked, and it's usually my fault. We're, we're both probably ADD. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Let's take that probably out, because uh, I change subjects real quick. I Subject? do, too. I can't even talk. It's okay. I was like, Mopka what? Network? <laughs> I can't talk either. Um, okay, anyway, back to The Last of Us. Right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, okay. What do you think... Okay, I really, really, really want to talk about Joel and Ellie's relationship. Because it starts out, and the the first time you play it, you know, you're kind of just getting, like, a first-hand, like, view of it. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the more times you play it, you can kind of read more into it. And this is probably me being an English literature major when I was in college, so I read into everything. Like, apparently... Which is annoying sometimes. Like, it, some really people sorry. that are into <laughs> that kind of stuff are great, but, like, I find it annoying when literature people want to be like well this is how i interpret it and this is the right way to interpret it and i'm like you have no idea what an author was thinking i agree and and they put meaning behind things that aren't even meant to have a meaning see i agree too and i think like it's amazing like when i can hear different interpretations of things like you know how we were talking about how you interpreted the scene with david versus mine and i think that's really cool to hear like what someone else thought and i'm like oh you know that's 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 what makes it fun exactly because it's like the little light bulb gets to go off in your head and it's like oh and 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 sometimes it doesn't it it is nice to know like what did the author really mean or what did they really mean when they wrote this that way you know what it was but at the same time it's fun to to think about it but like when i was in literature classes or or writing classes they'd be like just so annoying about it oh no right and i'm I'm like what do you mean that's the improper interpretation (laughs) there is no improper interpretation i know i had a dude in my class one time he was like a total dick about everything and he was just like no this is what it said and meh 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 and our professor was like well just so you know there's more than one interpretation of this so suck it he didn't actually that's a good professor see oh he was amazing he didn't actually say that. He, he's actually very eloquent. He, was, <laughs> he, like, states things very poetically and very beautifully. So, obviously, I'm making it the short and dirty version of it. Short and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he he was amazing. Like, And he's, he was really funny. He was just like, yeah, well, um, this is how it kind of goes. So, it's always amazing, like, to do that. But anyway, but I think it's interesting, the interpretation between Joel and Ellie because it is so complex. And it's like, the more I replayed it, the more I noticed little things that Joel would kind of let Ellie in on mm-hmm. or would just connect with. And um, I think that their father-daughter kind of relationship is so beautiful and sad and just, like, heartfelt that it really, like, sucked me into the story more. Right. And especially the ending. You know, yeah. Even though that's definitely up to interpretation, right. and I've had multiple thoughts about that too. So, uh, but anyway, before we get onto that, what do you <laughs> think about Joel and Ellie's relationship? I find it it's interesting because in the beginning, uh, in the very beginning, he loses his daughter mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse, 
And he's, who knows how old he is. Um, I don't even know how old he's supposed to be. But anyway, I don't know. Um, the, the game starts for real 20 years later. 20 years later, yeah. And um, so he's, you know, pretty much had enough time to kind of move on it and not think about it a little, a little bit, mm-hmm. for the most part, as much as you can. Yeah. And um, when Ellie comes into the picture, he's very harsh towards her. Oh, yeah. um, he doesn't want anything to do with her. He's like, she's a burden and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really cool to see how he changes towards her. Because, yeah. I mean, he becomes very protective. Mm-hmm. Very, very protective. Um, and it, it's really cool to see that happen and him finally being able to kind of be a father that he yeah. never got to be, really. Because his, his, Sarah was... 14. Was she 14 yeah, exactly? Yeah, she was 14 when she died. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, so it's like he get, kind of gets to start where he left off. Kind yeah. Of, with a new person, but still. Yeah, because he was so defensive. Like, when he was so mean to her, like, in the beginning, he yeah. was just like, I really don't give a fuck why you're here. And she's like, well, fuck you too. I don't care. She's yeah. like, you're being an asshole, so your watch is broken, dick. So it's <laughs> like, you know, it's just like. It's funny, they have that, they're so alike. It's mm-hmm. like that same sarcastic humor, but yeah, when he like comes across so defensive at first, and she is too, and then all of a sudden they slowly start warming up, like when they talk about little things, like when Joel starts to open up kind of about Sarah, mm-hmm. like when you find that movie poster for Dawn of the Wolf, or whatever, and he's like, oh, some stupid teen movie, and she's just like, oh, oh, okay. You know, and she's like, well, why'd you go see it? Who'd you go see it with? You know, and he starts slowly letting her in, and I think the most monumental moment for me was okay. <laughs> Let me preface this by saying that <laughs> I never expected this kind of performance out of Troy Baker because I'd only seen him do voice work in Final Fantasy Thirteen as Snow, mm-hmm. which I still liked him in that, and then he was also, um, night road in trinity blood so that was my only like gateway to him mm-hmm. and then i see this when he when he performed um for the scene when he interrogated Dave, david's men mm-hmm. i got chills i felt like i was looking at liam neeson when he was like <laughs> beating the shit out of those men and taken <laughs> because it was that scary because you think like how much he cared about ellie in that moment how protective mm-hmm. he got he's like I will pop your goddamn knee off. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, wow. To see that kind of like fatherly um, emotion come out of him for Ellie. And when he when he calls her baby girl. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when he calls her baby girl and the tears just poured and I turned the game off. For like, <laughs> till the next day, I needed a break. So, yeah. I mean, Wow. And, and, like, remember when you couldn't hear what Joel was saying? We just heard the music? I think so. Man, I don't know. That part? I'm, I'm realizing that there's a lot I don't remember. <laughs> it's okay. You probably just mentally blocked it out. Maybe. With the part with David, I would mentally block all that shit <laughs> I out, too. I didn't block any of that out. It got stuck in my head. It won't, it won't leave. But it's like, when he was like, oh, you know, he was just like, oh, baby girl. Like, you know, and I'm like, what he called Sarah? I'm gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good game. It's amazing. I, I think that I got the most emotional, of course, when when Joel got hurt. Mm-hmm. Like when he fell off that thing. I was like, oh, no, 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 wait. You wait one second. I thought they were going to kill him off. And I was like, no. 
Yes. You cannot kill Joel. <laughs> if Joel dies, we rebel. Oh, man. That was that. And you got to play him, too, after he got hurt, which he, he got, like, stabbed, kind of. He literally impaled. Yeah, impaled. Like, in the lower stomach area. Like, yeah. Like, I. <laughs> the freaking piece of, like, what was that? Like, I, steel, I like a know. rebar or something like that? He, he fell off, like, second floor kind of thing oh. onto that. And um, Ellie helps him up, and she. Sh- thankfully is able to kill everybody else that's around you but you have to walk out as him while he's like getting dizzy and 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 not being able to see well and he can hardly walk and and i was just like no fucking way i know i literally felt the struggle i was just like come on you can get to that door yeah come on come on (laughs) like it was crazy and then and then afterwards you don't really see what happens you just all of a sudden it's winter and you're playing ellie and i'm like is joel alive did he die and i was like freaking out that makes two of us i was just like no no like, <laughs> why am i by myself where's, where's joel I mean, why where's am i joel? hunting a deer and why rabbits I... and all sorts of things yeah it's like why the fuck am i out here oh it was crazy uh, there's so many feels. moments in that game where you're just like no <laughs> no 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 yeah let's talk about a no moment right here i'm gonna have a vent session i hope that's all oh, right gosh. i know i talk a lot <laughs> okay when Ellie, it's at the end, it's almost at the beginning of the winter um, section, mm-hmm. and Ellie's trying to run from the hunters in that lakeside town, mm-hmm. and then fuckers shoot my horse. <laughs> I've never been so mad in my life. Now, I'm a giant horse lover, always have been for like my whole life, so anytime there's a horse in a game, I literally inwardly squeal. And, and it's not even just a horse lover, like, she owns horses, and rides horses, and shows horses, like, yeah, she's I, not I, just like, oh, I like horses, she... Yeah, no, I'm legit. <laughs> she's real. I'm the real OG. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they shoot my horse, and of course my horse nays and goes over the side, and I'm like, fuck you guys, screw all of you, and I literally, I don't think I've ever yelled so loud in my house, and... Then I'm on, like, a mission. I'm like, fuck you guys. And I'm, like, pulling up my bow and arrow. I'm like, who's next? And so, of course, I go into that little town afterwards. It's like a little resort hotel thing Mm -hmm. you got to go to. And I'm literally picking them off (laughs) one by one. And I've never been able to do it since. But, like, I was just like, fuck you. Her aim improved. The anger improved her aim. Yes, it did. I can't tell you how many (laughs) headshots I got. And even though I had shitty weapons away, I was like, fuck you. You're dead. Fuck you. You're dead. And so, literally... I killed everyone with a bow and arrow, and I didn't get hit once. Because awesome. I'm sitting there like, you killed my horse, you bastards. <laughs> I'm so mad at you guys. And literally, it was hilarious, because then afterwards, I was like, I'll never be able to do that again. And yeah. it, was like, it wasn't even a real horse. <laughs> Imagine if it was. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her psycho face on. <laughs> okay, sorry, event session over. But that was like... Good play, Neil Druckmann. You knew I was going to play this game, and you set me up. Oh, that's good. It's a good game, man. That's a beautiful The ending. Okay. Oh, that should be... This will probably be the end of our discussion on the first one, because we're already 39 minutes in. Hey! Can you imagine, like, being around us all the time? Like, kind of talk like this constantly, so you know. Yeah. Oh, but... Oh, that ending. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't... I still don't know how I feel about it. I enjoyed, it was at a hospital, right? Was it a hospital? Yeah. I enjoyed fighting Utah. fighting everybody and stuff in the, in the hospital. I thought it was fun, even though I died a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really fun, and, like, you, I don't know. Because he realizes that Ellie's going to have to die. 
during the surgery or whatever. Like, it, she, it's not really even surgery. It's like a fucking autopsy, pretty much. Um, so he doesn't approve. <laughs> no. Um, even though Ellie would have wanted it, I think. El- Ellie would have done anything to help. I think she would have, too. Um, That's, I think, what got me is, you know, when I first played it, I mean, I still, like, personally, I am wholly in agreement with Joel. I've, if it was someone that I love that much, I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, I can't, I, I would do that. But, like, yeah, I think if Ellie had the choice, she would have gone through Yeah, with she it. definitely would have. And I think she should have gotten a say. But at the same time, I'm like, if if Ellie died, then your whole point, well, one, the whole point of the game would, I guess, be null and void. But I guess it would kind of go with the game's nature to where nothing is sacred. Nothing can be left, you know, untouched. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, even though I personally really would have done the same thing, I would have picked her up and been like, it's okay, you know, we're going to go home now. I mean, it, it was, that was a tough tough call yeah i mean you know you're you lose one person or save the rest of the people it's i don't know because that could have you know her dying might have been the cure to fix everybody and yeah but on the downside it could have not worked at all and then her death would have just been yeah but i mean i feel like it's kind of like in that situation it might have been worth it to try. Because, I mean, you're in a zombie apocalypse, and you've been in it for 20 years, and this is, like, your first little glimpse of hope, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is a chance yeah. that we can fix this. But it would have sucked, but it, the whole game is emotional. If she would have actually died, I'd be like, that fits. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I really thought she was going to die, and I was feeling for Joel. Of course, it, like I said, I was... Sorry, my dog is even Zoe's crazy crying. She's I know like, she's sad. She's like, ugh, the feels. Oh but, my goodness, I mean, she's really sad. She, she is not happy. But like, it was so emotional, and I. But like, I mean, when you run in there with Joel, and I just was like, Zoe is like. But anyway, <clears throat> I mean, I think I had to agree with Joel. I couldn't not agree with Joel because. I wanted Ellie to live so much and I wanted Joel to have his daughter back and I wanted him to just, I wanted him to be happy. I just didn't want Joel to lose his humanity again. And when he got it with Ellie, I just couldn't take that away from him that she's protesting even more now. (laughs) But This is terrible. (laughs) But when I had to admit though, I would have killed Marlene too. I, well, I, Marlene was really just trying to do good. I know, but I didn't trust her when she was just like, you know, you're not, you know, you can't let her out of here. And she was going to kill you. So I was like, yeah, I'll kill you too. If it's going to, of course, like I said, I was agreeing with Joel. So I was like, you know, I'm going to save Ellie and fuck you. Cause yeah, you'll come after me. Cause like, yeah, I agreed with him when he said, you'll just come after her. And then he shot her. I mean, I was like, yeah, kill her. However, I did not see that coming. I really didn't. Like, I never thought that was going to happen. What, him killing her? Yeah, I really didn't. It was kind of shocking. I mean, I was like, oh shit, he just killed her. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I I don't know. The endings, I don't know. 
because it's tough, you know. If if you ha- if you were faced with that kind of decision, <laughs> I don't know what any of us would really do. I don't know. I guess you would go with whatever your gut tells you, and I think that's one of the. He was. I mean, it's a little selfish. Oh yeah, it was, selfish. <laughs> it was completely and utterly it's selfish. Very selfish. What he did. But when you look at, at his Zoe um, scratching, at his, I'm gonna have to put her up <laughs> somewhere where you all can't hear her. Um, but yeah, when you um, look at his life and what he he went through with his daughter and everything, it makes sense, and you can understand why he did it, but and why he is kind of selfish about it. Um, but was it the right choice? I don't know, and that's I think the one of the things that you struggle with throughout the entire game is is anything you do the correct choice because it can change so much and the game. Zoe broke a candle. Okay. Besides Zoe breaking a candle and interrupting our podcast. Yeah, sorry about the interlude. <laughs> um, yeah, the ending. Kind of, kind of, you know. It was an emotional and very confusing and mentally conflicting thing. Yeah, but in the end, it was a happy ending. Yeah, so, uh, I was down with it. You go through all that, um, all the struggles, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you get a happy ending. Which is good. But, but then again, it might depend on some people. Some people might be like, he was super selfish, and that's not a good ending. But, he was, um, but I had to agree. <laughs> but yeah, that that's uh, that's our little The Last of Us rant, which took an hour. 50 minutes. It took quite a while. Sorry. Maybe, uh... The game was one of my passions, so it was really hard not to... Sh- I, I don't shut up. Um... Don't worry, guys. The the next three topics are not going to last that long. <laughs> That's what we said about the first one. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then again, it may, this this might have it might um, it should have been a special probably, but no, it, we not. can make the DLC a special. Yeah, we can talk. Well, no, I don't know. That's not that long. Have you played Left Behind? Yeah. Oh, them feels. Um, okay, sorry. But anyway, on to our, our next topic after we rambled and rambled about <laughs> The Last of Us. Um, let's talk about Journey. <sighs> Journey is another video game. Um, not nearly as long. Um, <laughs> not nearly as complex, but beautiful. Yes. It is a beautiful game. Um, the music is amazing. The um, Just the artwork is the artwork. gorgeous. I mean... <clears throat> um, it, it was originally titled as kind of like an indie game. It was mm-hmm. released on PSN um, in 2000. Sometime. I got it in uh, 2012, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably when, pretty much around when it first came out. Um, Ironically, in 2000. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go I'm again. I make myself seem like a very big fan here. The Last of Us came out in 2014. Okay. Right? I guess. No? Yes. What year is it? Oh, just 2015. Say, just say <laughs> yes. Okay, well, um, ironically, Journey was number two game of the year. It was right behind The Last of Us that year, which was wow. I mean, it was it's actually really cool. I, you know, Journey's great, but, you know, there's there's no voice acting. There's, um, 
not any text really you yeah. you don't understand there's there's just images. Yeah, there's no there's no written or um, formally spoken language. All you are given are these like chirp noises and a little symbol that pops up above your head, and that is your identifier and your voice. And um, yeah, and Journey has it. There is it's just music and yeah images, and then um, you were thrown into anonymous mm-hmm. co-op gameplay. Yeah, I like which that. Which is really cool because. Um, if, if any of you are familiar with online gameplay like Call of Duty or any or Halo or anything like that, and you have your, like, gamer name, mm-hmm. uh, I guess your tag name is what you call it, above um, your head, you actually, all you get is that symbol. So you really don't even know who you're playing with until the very end. Yeah, which I'm glad they tell you at the end. I was worried that I would never know <laughs> yeah. who I was playing with. Yeah, I, play, I played with someone named Noodles a lot. So, hey, Noodles, if you're listening to this, you are awesome. I'm just saying, because we played together like three or four times, and you haven't screwed me over. So go noodles. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was really surprised that it did so well being the type of game it is. Because mm-hmm. it really is. It has an indie feel. Um, and They labeled it as artistic adventure under its genre. And we keep saying images, but we don't really mean like pictures. It's the game itself. Like the um... There just isn't any text or voice. It's just all visual. Um, and it's beautiful. Yes. It's, it's yeah. set kind of like in a, in a desert. Um, it's kind of post, it's essentially post-apocalyptic for this one little species, whatever yeah. they are. <laughs> Some people call them like cat people cat or people. whatever. I think they, they sound like birds. So I think they're bird people. All right. But I guess it's their little ears or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> All you see is they're in a robe and you can kind of see or a dress thing. And you can you can see their eyes kind of not really. Um, yeah, there's no and feet and not feet. Actually, they have no feet. They're just, They're just legs. like little points. <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, the cool thing I I did when I was um, in my undergrad at Marshall, I did um, my capstone presentation on Journey, and um, I talked about how. Um, there is no like how we place ourselves into the avatar and journey's avatar is essentially it's genderless it has no recognizable facial facial features i mean his face is technically black but like there's no race there's no gender there's like nothing so you can create whatever you want with um you can identify directly to this avatar but you know what pisses me off i don't know anything about them and it makes me mad. But I think that's what's the most beautiful about it. But I, it makes me mad, Caitlin. <laughs> I don't like it. But I think, like, it's really cool because when you go through and you find, like, these murals that um, you kind of chirp to and they light up visions of your past. And it's kind of your identity evolved mm-hmm. into one. You are creating an identity along with the avatar as you're playing. Like, you are creating their identity. Does I don't that care. Sense? I want to know who they are, <laughs> where they came from, what happened. I want to know all of this stuff. I, 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 like I said, I studied this a lot, so it's like I may sound like a total nerd when I go Oh, th- Caitlin, things. who showed you this game? You did. <laughs> Thank you, Elaine, she for did all this... my capstone presentation. Yeah, really. She did all this research. Why? Because I introduced her to a game. She did. She introduced me to it, and I fell in love, and then I knew I wanted to do something with it when I for my capstone <laughs> So I did uh, narrative theory and video game theory, and it was really cool. It was an amazing experience, and I know he doesn't listen to this, but hey, if any of you Marshall students are at Marshall currently, 
and you need an English class and you take Dr. Joel Peckham, he is amazing. He like totally approved my idea and doc and Professor Mitchell Lilly helped me with all my research. So kudos to you guys. Shout outs. Whoop. If you're are they English professors? Are they English professors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you go to Marshall and you need a good English professor, there you go. You got those two. Seriously. They're pretty badass. Just saying. But anyway, sorry. Um, but it's really cool because you can you start out as red and then you become white. Well, the the robes that you wear, yes. Um, I think if you collect so many little um, items. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what you call them. No, Simple. because the game doesn't tell you anything. No, it really doesn't. So you just kind of have to make it up as you go along. And I call them like symbols. Yeah. And so it's like. Um, yeah, there's like 12, I think. Yeah, and once you collect all of them, you become, your robes turn white. Which, in the game, um, you when you chirp to these murals or whatever, you see a, a large one of you. They're kind of like guardians. Right. It's kind of like or, gods. Yeah, gods is what I would uh, call them. And they're in white. So I guess it's a status. It's a status thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and so once you collect all those things, you uh, go up in rank or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Zoe says hello. Yeah, she's being... <laughs> she's very vocal today, so yeah. she wanted to join the podcast, so Zoe the dog, everybody. <laughs> Zoe, you're not supposed to lick yourself. You're supposed to say hello. Um, she say wanted hello. to put on a show. Uh, don't make her say hello. Um, but yeah, and so there isn't really much to the game. You go through different levels, um, kind of see these murals that tell a story of, of the past of your people, and... Um, there are these, um, I guess they would be really the only enemy in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they're called because you don't know what anything's called, but they're creepy, and uh, I don't like them. <laughs> they're just like big creatures. They kind of look like big old dragonflies, and they have like a spotlight, and if their spotlight gets on you, it turns red, and then they swoop down and they attack you. But the the unique thing about the game is you don't die. You never die. You just lose pieces of your scarf, which... Yeah, that's your goal. Well, not really your goal, but you're supposed to collect these pieces of cloth that becomes your your uh, scarf. And the scarf that you wear, the longer it is, the more you can kind of fly a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and the sound that those monster things makes. Oh, my God. I, I feel like I hear it. Like, I'll be somewhere and I'm like, oh, my God, it's those things from Germany. I know. I can hear it in my head right now. It's kind of like a – it's kind of like a – it's kind of like a big wall. It's like a, it's like, it's like a groan, and it kind of sounds like a like a vehicle, kind of like a weird mechanical groan, and I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> that game is so beautiful in all its artistry. You know, the monsters aren't beautiful, <laughs> but like, I mean, the game itself is just absolutely gorgeous, and Austin Wintry's score was amazing it was i didn't know it was actually one of the first video game um soundtracks to ever be nominated for an emmy you know it's that? beautiful it's very um it is beautiful orchestral kind of yeah when he he described it kind of like you start with a violin and then you kind of build up because it's like you start with nothing and then you build and build and build but yeah the game's like pretty awesome i mean it's it's really hard to explain unless you yeah. played it I, because if, I, if you're I, literally a little guy if i'm gonna do the desert if i put this on youtube i'll um, probably probably put some footage of The Last of Us and Journey in this so you guys can see it. Oh, hey. 
I still have my really bad recordings for when I did my capstone. I have like five <laughs> or six takes because literally I played it so many times and I kept fucking up because every time I recorded it, I was like, oh, I missed a spot or that didn't look good. And I had to go back and do it and it was kind of embarrassing. The the ending, let's jump to the ending here. Um, I don't get it. Because I'm like, you're walking into the snow because it's snowing. And you're, like, barely alive because you're, like, freezing to death. But you're going, the whole game, you're going towards this light on the top of a mountain. And so you're you're going and you're going and uh, eventually you, you just kind of pass out. And then you're, <laughs> you're, like, happy and you're, like, flying. You have the longest scarf ever and you're the coolest thing. And, you're, and there's, like, all these other little carpet people. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's great. Um but I just don't get, I'm like, part of me wants to think, like, you died, and that's just, like, heaven. Because, I mean, you're going, you're, you did die. So that's what it is. You died, yeah. and then you're in, you're heaven. The game literally follows, um, I think his name was Joseph Campbell. Correct me if I'm wrong, literature people out there. But it's, um, the hero's, it's literally called the hero's journey, and it literally runs the same arc. And literally some of the levels and stuff are called the same thing. How it's do you know what they're you, called? Um, well, when you look at the. <laughs> Soundtrack. Okay. It'll tell the you soundtrack the tells you things. Soundtrack. soundtrack tells you names of levels. You can tell I studied this for an entire semester. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, you die. Because the point of the journey is to figure out your identity and figure out who you are. And as your character, is, as your avatar is journeying throughout the world, he is learning of his past learning of his ancestors' sins, and is essentially atoning for them. And so what he does is, in the end, you are trying, you have reached a point of atonement, and you are going to essentially be your full self, reached your like full identity, and so you die, and then you become reborn. So essentially you're like, because when you're going up, in the end you you die and then you are brought up again by the little gods people. And they throw you up through this big light and then all of a sudden you open up into this beautiful sky, real wide, and there's scarf things everywhere and everybody's flying around the carpet and all people. happy. The carpet people are so happy to see you. <laughs> like they're like, fuck yeah, let's go fly. So, so yeah, that's what I, I never knew because the game yeah. doesn't tell you what's happening. Yeah. Um, I just assumed that I died, so I was right. Yeah, no, yeah, you do die. Yeah, you die, and then you're reborn. That's sad. Then you have reached like your point of full identity, which is why it's so open and so like wow. Like, and then in the end, because see, in the end, you walk through the light, and then you come out at the top of the mountain, and um you start over again right. because you are reborn. So that's how I, that's the only reason why I figured it out, people, is because I had to read this. Like, literally a whole semester I read this stuff, and so it was like, it took me forever, and then the little light bulbs started coming on. It's like, the more you know. Man, I need to take a deep breath after that. God. Speaking of reading things, we can move into our next topic because I told you it wasn't going to take that long. I mean, there's really not much to say about Journey. It's beautiful. The music's great. You have to play it for yourself. Right. Um, and I think it's on PS4 now. Yeah, it yeah. actually uh, came out the uh, 
60 FPS, 1080i uh, remastered. Just came Which, out I mean, PS4. it was super beautiful on PS3, so I'm assuming it's oh. amazing on PS4. It's like, whoa dang. So, yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. It's still available for um, PS3. Um, you can buy it, like, I think it's, like, for 20 bucks, like, in the store. And you also get uh, that game company's flower and flow with it. But, yeah. So. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Listen to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. All I've seen is something cannibal. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. That's all I've ever seen. What was it called? Uh, serious Cannibal. Shia LaBeouf. I don't know what the first word. Anyway. It? It's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that's amazing. And so is the Just Do It. <laughs> I'll have to show her that. At least it's not the John Cena thing. Oh, no. no don't even talk to me about that. that. I'm so pissed off about that. Murder, murder, murder. Every that's time, all I know from it. Every time I go somewhere, it's John Cena. I can't watch a video without feeling like John Cena's going to come out here, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, God. Prepare your eardrums. Anyway. So we're going to move on away, away, far, far away from You Can't See Me. And we're going to go into books. That's John Cena's thing. Oh. His move is, you can't see me. She doesn't watch wrestling. No, she I doesn't don't. know. <laughs> I, I'm literally giving her a blank stare like, yeah, I don't see you right now. I don't know what's well, that's happening. That's his thing. Um, oh, what are those? Have you seen that? Okay. Anyway, books. What kind of books do you like, Caitlin? Um... Uh, um, I like uh, mainly young adult novels, um, mainly dystopians. I really like those. Uh, so, Hunger Games, Divergent. Uh, I like Maximum Ride. That's one of my Didn't favorites. Did you read that uh, back in high school or something? I did, but I could I can't read the second book ever because somebody dies when I read it. What? Legit, the three times I've read it, like, people have died that I know. That's scary. So fuck that noise. Caitlin, I'm not doing that. Caitlin has some kind of weird power. That's weird. This is going to be blasphemy for me saying this. Um, I've actually never read the entire Harry Potter series. Well, I, I've, I, I haven't either. I've I read, I think, I can't, this has been s- such a long time ago, I can't remember what I've read. Um, I'm pretty sure I've read the first one. And the second one, and the third one, and the fourth one, and the fifth one. <laughs> but out of all of those, my favorites were third, fourth, and fifth. Mm-hmm. I loved the fifth book. Like, that book was amazing. And um, I haven't read the sixth or the seventh. Is there an eighth? No. No, just seven. <laughs> I haven't read six or seven, and I haven't watched the movies either. I, <clears throat> I refuse yes. to do it because I want to read the books. Yeah. But you'll, yeah, the the fifth one, yeah, you're going to be like. I re- I watched the fifth movie, and it was very disappointing. Because I loved the book so much, and it was just. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was oh. not. It and did not make me happy. Dobby didn't come back. And I was Dobby like, fuck all y'all, because Dobby is amazing. Dobby was supposed to be back, and there was, like, a whole herd of house elves, like, underneath the Great Hall. Yeah. Preparing dinner for everybody, and you don't see any of it. No. Um, and same with the fourth one. Because, I mean, spoiler alert, y'all. Yeah. Neville Longbottom yeah. never gave Harry the gillyweed. No, it's, do- it's supposed to be Dobby. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dobby is, like, totally underrated. Anyway. So. We're getting into Harry Potter, and this is we not Harry Potter podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I like, a, I'm not very particular when it comes to novels. Um, I kind of will read just about anything. Like, I'm currently rereading a novel from high school called Ghost Girl, and it's really adorable. 
Um, I think I remember you reading that. Yeah, it's it's really cute. If you and haven't, if you can't tell, me and Caitlin have known each other for like ten years. We or have, and can you believe we actually didn't like each other at first? Yeah. Actually, I liked her. I was following her around like a little puppy, and she was just like, "Who the fuck are you? Go away!" <laughs> she was a lost little Catholic schoolgirl. I really was. That I got, came to a public school, and I felt like I got dropped in hell. Yeah, well, I didn't know where I was. I was like, <laughs> "I'm in a zoo, and I'm an exhibit." great it was interesting i mean she quit she went from catholic school to public eighth grade year yep which was kind of weird it's all thanks to her (laughs) wait till high school it's all lane's fault um anyway so i haven't really read a book in a while i have to read (laughs) one now i'm doing a book review for class i don't even know what it's called Oh, um, so I probably need to get on that. <laughs> it's over there. Well, he only kept me like two weeks to read it, oh. and I just got the book, and now I have a, a week. So I'm an English lit major where I was until I graduated, and so yeah, I I took a young adult literature class, and we literally read a book every week. Well, this one's it's like two hundred something pages. I should be able to maybe get it done in a week. That's what I always say, and then I usually look it up online. Yeah, I'll probably end up doing that. Spark notes. That's what I did with a, a recent um. I had to do a book review of a, a a book of poems. We really do like to read, though. Both of us do. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't do it as much anymore because um, since I lost my smart vision, it's annoying to read. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There's what I feel like there's some other book that you you read a lot that you really liked, and I can't remember what it was. I read a lot. I don't know. What are your if you had if somebody was asking you for book <clears throat> book recommendations, what are the top three books? Oh my gosh, oh god, oh uh, feels right now. I have so many. Uh, um, well, for series' mm-hmm. sake, um, if you want something exciting and that's really fun to read and it'll keep the pages turning, you definitely want to check out the Maximum Ride series by James Patterson. Um, they actually just came out with a new book that I didn't know about because I thought the series was supposed to be over, but apparently it's not. <laughs> so that's always one to look into. Um, <clears throat> oh my lord, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh shoot. There's a book I read in my young adult class and it was really good and I can't remember it because we read like so many that my brain hurt. Um, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> This is really hard. Oh, I really like the Sherlock Holmes books because I'm a big Sherlock fan, and that's like one of the Victorian literatures that don't bore me to death. So that's, that's a really good one. Check that out. Um, Check those out. There's a lot of those. Those out. Yeah, the, I just buy the volumes because it's so much <laughs> right. easier. The Fault in Our Stars is really good. Although I've heard Looking for Alaska is better. I I am a big John Green fan, but mostly of his YouTube channel. I don't think a lot of people know. I didn't know he had a YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, um, he's one of the one of the first YouTubers. What? Him and his brother, Hank Green, um, they started uh, DFTBA, Nerd Fighters. Um, DFTBA stands for Don't Forget to Be Awesome. That's awesome. Um, and they have uh, Nerd Fighters, which are their followers pretty much. And they're just, you know, anybody who's a nerd mm-hmm. and they support it and hank is really like he's the science uh logical guy and then john is the literature fantasy guy um they're great brothers they started out by vlogging every day i think they were separated for a while and they and they vlogged to each other every day um their youtube youtube channel is vlog brothers um check them out they're great they do a lot of 
really great things. The book, The Fault in Our Stars, was based off of, well, I don't know if it was really based off of, but there was a nerd fighter um, named Hester, I think, or Esther. I can't remember. <laughs> um, it's the similar names. I'm sorry that I forget her name. But she had cancer, and um, she met John, I'm pretty sure, and they had a pretty good friendship, and she passed away, and um, he wrote that book. Um, so... Yeah, John Green's amazing. <laughs> oh, my final recommendation, and I don't know why it took me so long to remember this book, because I just read it, 13 Reasons Why, by, I think his name is Jay mm. Asher. Holy crap. That book was just wow. You couldn't stop reading it. it it's a dual narrative, so you have, um, you know, you have two people, you have two stories going on simultaneously, and... It is an emotional roller coaster, but a really awesome one at that. Did you see The Fault in Our Stars, a movie? No. They're making another one of John Green's uh, books into a movie. I thought you were about to say they're making another Fault in Our Stars. I'm like, what are they going to do? No. Um, <laughs> they Another John Green book, uh, Paper Towns. Oh, yes! I want to read that. That one's uh, coming out in theaters eventually. Mm-hmm. Um we're doing free advertising. <laughs> this is the book I have to read. Have you ever read it? Oh, Saints at the River? Right. No. Okay. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping that she would she would be like, yeah, I read that. It's good, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I've I've heard of Ron Rash before. Um, whoops. I had a drink. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to set it up. I told her she now. wasn't allowed I'm to sorry. do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know anything about this book. He just told me that I need to read it, so I have to read that for class. Um. But anyway. Oh, I had to read something of his. Um, oh, fiddlesticks. I don't remember what it was, but um, it was for my contemporary lit mm-hmm. class, and I don't I don't remember. And Do you remember if the book was I'm... good or not that you read? Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, maybe he's it was a good, good. Maybe he's a good uh, author, and I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Oh, okay, oh. go ahead. Okay, so if anybody doesn't know, uh, we grew up in the era of Twilight before it actually went all to hell. In oh a God! Why are you bringing up Twilight? Because we have to. Because oh, his 10th anniversary just happened, and apparently she re-released Twilight. Is that why I saw the books in the store? Exactly, like, but it has a green apple on it. Do you know why? Why she changed all the characters' genders? So now Bella is Bo. Bo. <laughs> and Ed- and Edward is Edith. Bo and Edith. Some, some sexy fucking names. Bo and there. Edith. That's the worst couple name. It sounds like Bo Edith. It, it's like a. It's this reminds me of True Blood when, um, Sookie meets Bill for the first time. She's like, "What's your name?" And and she thinks he has like this. He's a vampire. He's gonna have some cool name. And he's like Bill. And she's like. Bill? Vampire Bill? <laughs> I was like, exactly, what? And this is how I feel with Bo. Yeah, well, supposedly the reason why she did that was because she's, everybody was saying how weak of a character Bella was. And she is, I mean, we all gotta get, we just gotta get that out there. Bella is a weak, manipulative bitch. <laughs> she, I don't even know why. <laughs> I mean, she had fucking blank pages. For months because Edward broke up with her, so she throws herself off the side of a mountain and is like, I would have the Edward. So she runs off the edge of the building and 
But yeah, apparently all the characters' names are changed and all the genders are changed because she didn't want um she didn't want them saying she wanted to say, Well look, women can be empowered too. And so we're like, Okay, so you're just gonna have a really sissy Yes, I'm just confused. But apparently, his like, name, did she change? What, what? Did she change anything else in the book, or See, just the names? That's what I don't know. Apparently, she just changed the name. Because I mean, if that's all you did, then <laughs> God. But I'm kind of curious. Bo's gonna be stupid. <laughs> Bo's gonna be derpy. <laughs> derpy Bo. Derp, derp. It's Derpy Bo. <laughs> I think we just gave him a superhero. <laughs> it's super. What was it? Derpy bow. It's, it's derpy bow. To save the day. But yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. I don't know why. Yeah, She's so. just trying to get more money. I know. Well, I thought she was going to release um, Twilight from Edward's point of view. That Midnight Sun. Did she never do that? No. Oh, she I think it, I think it got leaked online, and she mm-hmm. got mad, so she didn't do it. She's um, the one that posted it. <laughs> Anyway, um, we, we have to get away from the books now because we're talking about Twilight and that is not even a book. That should not be I I mean, on the list. I mean, I'll give it this. I'll give it this. The first book by itself, if she had not made the rest of the series, I think the first book would have been first fine. Book was okay. The movie was terrible. The movie was terrible, even though I went and saw it six times. Did you see it six times? I don't know. Our friend and I made a dare and we were like, dude, we're going to go see it six times. Note to self. You do stupid things when you're a teenager. And that's Man, I watched moments. that once in the theater. Because I read Twilight, I read I read New Moon, and I read Eclipse, and I was pretty happy. I was like, oh, these are kind of cute. And uh, then I went to the movies, and I was like, mm. I, ha- I watched the first Twilight, and I haven't seen any of the other ones. Um, I don't plan to. There, <laughs> There's this uh, thing on YouTube. Um, God damn it, I forget what it's called. But it's like a musical thing that somebody does and it's like retelling twilight <laughs> but like with music and they use like katie perry and stuff as the music and it's amazing oh and um i prefer that over <laughs> over the series so that's awesome anyway yeah um on that note <laughs> let's move on to caitlin's one true love yeah we- no, that's we we are having a special. We're gonna have a Yowie special, guys. Anybody, any girls out there, and some guys. Hey, there, there are some guys. Like girls, fanboys, y'all welcome. Um, everybody's welcome to that. That'll be out soon. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna have had a couple beers by then, so it's gonna be really. Good. Her one real true love, horseback riding. Mm-hmm. Tell us about horseback riding and how you got into it. Uh, well. I got into it, but I just loved horses when I was really little, and um, they were always my favorite animals. Neither of my parents liked horses, so I don't know where they got that from. Well, your dad rides motorcycles. That's like... That's true. Like, it's like a mechanical horse. Yeah, pretty much. So, but um, for my sixth birthday, um, there used to be a big trail barn out in Canal State Forest um, here in West Virginia, and... Uh, my dad took me horseback riding for my sixth birthday, and I was hooked ever since. And so when I was eight, uh, they got me horseback riding lessons down in Pinch, uh, which is about, I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes outside of Charleston. And I was hooked ever since, and uh, it's all I've done ever since. I've ridden, uh, like I said, for how old am I now? Oh, I just turned 24, so, oh, Jesus, I've been riding for 16 years. Holy crap. Okay. And you ride Math. English, right? Yes. I ride um, a type of English called saddle seat, um, which means I don't jump. I never will jump. Not on purpose. Uh-uh. Scary. <laughs> I've seen all scary. the YouTube videos. <laughs> uh-uh. But 
Um, it's it's essentially um, based on. I ride uh, the breed of horses I ride are called saddlebreds. Um, they're actually an American bred um, breed. Bred breed. Yeah. American <laughs> breed. <laughs> I think as well. <laughs> they are an American. Yeah, they're they're an American breed. Um, they were uh, when they were originally started. It was a cross between a thoroughbred and an Arabian, and they wanted like the perfect performance horse. And um, they're otherwise known as like they call them the peacock of the show arena because they're mainly performance based horses. And um, I've been showing them for years. Um, and yeah, I currently work with horses as well. I give lessons, and I do a little bit of training here and there. Have you um, won anything? I have. Um, <laughs> we have a local show um, a show circuit that I've been a part of ever since I was a kid. And um, I've won the year-end awards a few times. I've won a few championships. One year um, with a horse that I currently own. His name is Doc, and he's a big sweetheart. He's literally gigantic, but he's essentially a lap dog. We, uh, two, two or three years ago, we were undefeated for an entire season, except for once. Because we were supposed to halt in the arena, and guess what my horse didn't do? Halt. We ran to the middle, and then stopped. And there was only two of us in the arena. And I pulled in the middle, and the woman that was showing me, she was just like, so how'd it go? I said, my stupid horse ran in the middle. She's like, well, mine wouldn't even do its gait. So I was like, well, great, you know, but she beat me. <laughs> but she was super sweet. Um, so I've won some awards on that level, um, on some of the, um, they call them rated A circuits. Those are like the top level. However, I have never won the world championships because I am too poor for that. <laughs> just telling you. Do you hope to ever do that? That would be amazing. Do you, do you, do you see yourself pursuing that? Yeah, yeah when I can get $100,000. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. I think I would really, one day, I'd really like to show on that circuit and at least do well, at least place. Because last time I went, my class was split, and there was 23 of us in an arena, and I was just trying to survive. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be really cool. And Elaine used to ride. You guys know that? <laughs> That's funny. I, she did. I, I took lessons for a little bit, and her the horse's name was Faith, and she was a really nice horse. Um, she and, had a few horses too. Uh, yeah, I had my first horse I got, which was a mistake, but um, <laughs> she was really young. Oh, and it was rain, rain, wasn't it? Um, I was gonna name her Scarlet, Scarlet Midnight Rain because it was family names for bloodline stuff. Oh, legit. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot. And. Uh, she was a Tennessee walker. She was so cute. She was beautiful. She was a beautiful horse. She's so sweet. Um, and had I had two quarter horses, mm -hmm. Charlie and Rowdy. <laughs> Charlie. I mostly just kept them as pets. Uh, I like <laughs> didn't really ride any of them, but they were Rowdy wouldn't move. That's he would just sit there. Like you could sit there and you could be like, go, go, and he'd just be like, Psh, yeah, he, right. Uh, he was a cutie. He was a he was what do they call it painted paint. <laughs> No, like the call his. He was he was uh, black and white, like a paint, like. Yeah, pinto. I know, it's so so stupid. I know. Apparently, I just learned this the like uh, like a year ago. A paint is a breed, and a pinto is a color. I did not know this. No, legit. But it's the same okay, thing. Anyway, so I guess he's a pinto. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, and Charlie was, he was just a little chestnut. He was so cute. He was a little chestnut. (laughs) He had a mohawk. He did. Somebody, I guess for shows, they they cut his hair like that. I don't know. His hair. His mane. Um, But yeah, unfortunately, the place I was uh, learning to ride at burnt down, and it was sad. Yeah, that was, that was really bad, because I was actually at the barn across the hill from Mm -hmm. them. And I mean, it was, it was really bad. I remember the morning you called me and I was so thankful because I had just recently got rain out yeah, of that I mean, barn. Yeah, you were like, what, like a week Yeah, or two it was just like a week or two. It was, it was just like, whoa, because I mean, there were, I mean, the barn, unfortunately, when it went up, it went up fast. And that's the unfortunate thing about barns is, you know, hay is spontaneously combustible. So it just poof and then fire. Um, and 45 horses passed away, yeah, including, in, uh, including the first fire. horse I was ever learning on <laughs> my little yeah. faith. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it hit the, you know, the, the, one of the really neat things about living in West Virginia is that we have a very close knit community kind of thing. And especially in the horse community, it's even closer. And so even though, um, they at Brattlewood, uh, mainly had, um, walking horses and quarter horses and stuff even the saddlebred people yeah they were they were more of a western type yeah yeah everybody there kind of rode. they were more like barrels and stuff like that and so yeah when i mean when that happened it was it was pretty it was pretty upsetting and i remember when i told elaine about it i was like thank god you got your horse out because oh god i would have been freaking out yeah let's see uh was there are there any uh show horses that that you want to give a shout out to oh sweet jesus okay (laughs) Uh, there is one that I just recently discovered, and she actually started following me on Instagram, and because uh, we like saddlebreds, and so she has this horse. His name is uh, the Code Cracker. He just got Reserve World Champion in the Country Pleasure Division, and he is beautiful. O M G! Like that horse. Ugh. Like I fangirl about horses, like people do about like TV shows and all that kind of stuff, and it's like ugh. I would do that one. Uh, and the current world champion five eight horse mark of charm, sweet baby Jesus. I mean, uh, uh. <laughs> uh I mean, anybody in the horse industry um, that's into saddlebreds, um, mark of charm is like he is beautiful. And I love the names that they give show horses. Okay, you want to hear some great ones? Uh, oh gosh, <clears throat> let's see. There is one that. Um, girl i know actually rides his name's so quilly's black velvet if you please my horses uh um my horses their names uh i have one name spot his name his show name is came to party (laughs) um i have doc who is inherit the town and then i have skeeter my arabian who is rm fajur's destiny what what did you just say? R.M. Fajur's Destiny. What does that even mean? R.M. stands for Ronald and Mary, the people that bred him. Okay. Um, his father was Fajur Sultan, so he's Fajur's What is that even? That I can't even say that name. Arabian names. <laughs> but like, sad, yeah, Saddlebred's got some weird names. Like, we got like Lemon Drop Kid. Um, some of them have really cool names like Perfect Vengeance, which is like, oh, gorgeous. Um... But yeah, people like sometimes name their horses like really weird things. Like no tan lines. That's one. <laughs> um, <That's weird. laughs> um, I used to know Bubs. There was one that went through a sale named Booger and one named Shrek. See, at least when I was naming mine, I, I was like, okay, let's look at 
her like bloodline stuff and it's like scarlet midnight rain it's not bad no that's not bad at all <laughs> it's kind of I a mean, normal name like some saddlebreds have like weird freaking names like i don't really don't know where some people make this stuff like one is named blushing bull that's blushing cool. bull it's a horse a horse named horse. blushing horse. bull horse <laughs> Oh, gosh. Colonel Haas. That's another one. I don't know. I used to know a bunch of weird ones, and I don't it's know. It's just crazy. Anymore. I don't understand the names that are given to these horses. Oh, Diamond Birthday Gift. That was one that I owned. We called him Diamond. Yeah, I remember Diamond. But, we, but when we went to go buy him, they called him that white-legged horse. Well. <laughs> mm-hmm. You imagine saying that? Hey, with that white-legged horse, how you doing? It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been... I've been working with horses for a while and you know it's it's a lot of fun and i really enjoy it and all my horses are old and now they get to be retired and just enjoy their lives now. that's their goal it is skeeter just likes to be fat and go out and eat all day <laughs> he's 27 years old you know so he gets to just go outside what's the average lifespan for a horse um it really depends on their breed and um how much stress they're exposed to most saddlebreds live to like mid-20s um, Arabs, like Skeeter, live usually into their 30s to mid-30s. There are some horses that live into their 40s. Um, a little pony I used to ride named Cracker Jack, he lived to 42. And so, that's kind of the median ages in their 20s That's crazy. That's a long time. For some reason, I was like, not... Because dogs don't live that long. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They're kind of like parrots. It's like, it, small dogs live longer than big dogs. So then I think of horses like big dogs. So it's like, maybe they shouldn't live as long as, like... A dog. <laughs> they yeah. do. They live longer. But Yeah, the best thing is is like mainly for saddlebreds, they're so wound up and so hyperactive and like ah, I wanna run every five seconds. Oh my god, there's a leaf. It's the most terrifying monster I've ever seen. They're so skittish and neurotic that they don't live very long. And so if you can give them proper rest, which we do after every show season, we pull their show shoes, uh we put plates which are which are just flat shoes on their feet and we just let them be horses for a few months and let them relax and we don't keep them like uptight we're like go play but don't hurt us <laughs> well, on that note i guess we'll finish this podcast up and i'm um, kind of sad now zoe's trying to say goodbye yep she's she's crawling <laughs> she likes, my, my dog likes to crawl up on to people and try and get in their lap she's a 60 pound boxer mix so <laughs> I, I don't know anyway um our next show that I will be doing with Caitlin is going to be um, a special uh, <laughs> all about Sorry. all about Yowie. Yeah. And if you know about Yowie, you should listen to it. Oh. If you don't know about Yowie, you probably should be warned. <laughs> um, it's going to be a really fun podcast. Very fun and educational. You can Google it if you want to know more about it. That way you know if you want to listen to it or not. Don't um, do the image search. No. Uh, it's it's Y-A-O-I if you're interested. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy, you might be more interested in Yuri. So look up Y-U-R-I for some interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's it for this episode. And uh, follow the network uh, on Twitter, at Mopcast Network. Um, I'm going to probably make a podcast and stuff, or podcast, a Twitter for this account too. Um, but I'm not sure. For for now, I'm on Facebook, Fandemonium. You can find us on there. And other than that, um, thanks for joining us in all of our The Last of Us rants that took literally an hour and, and our very short-lived journey uh, 
book and uh, horseback riding podcast. I mean, it was, it's been a lot of fun. It was really cool to be here. I'm glad you agreed to do this with me. It's great. Of course I did. Um, Zoe's trying to kill me. <laughs> I gotta go settle my dog down and, uh, and and drink a little bit so we can have fun for the Yowie podcast. Yeah, yeah I've already started. That's why I'm slurring my words a little bit. <laughs> Alright, guys. We'll see you. Or not see you, but... <laughs> We will see you again in the next... You can hear us again in the next podcast. And that's it. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network. Inside of you, I'm still dying here.